Hi, and welcome to this episode of The Boozy Traveller Show, a show about all things travel and booze related. My name is Kate Finan, and I'll be your host. Today, I'll be going through some of the best, or maybe the worst, Reddit drunk stories. If you're up for a laugh, make sure to stay tuned. I spent a good while reading through all the drunk stories Reddit has to offer, and these ones made me laugh the most. So let's get started. Our first story is from Mingalabla, and here goes. I had an evaluation at work about 10 years ago. I was really worried about it, so didn't drink for about a week before or so, as to be on top form. I absolutely aced it, came out with flying colours. The boss took a few of us out for dinner. The night should have come to an end when he went home, at about 11pm, but being nicely pissed, me and a mate stayed out, hit a club. Anyway, I wake up the next day in a shithole of a town in Malaysia, with no recollection of how I got there. My mate was nowhere to be seen. I had no money and no passport. This was 11am. I only just kept my job, still at the same company, but had real trouble getting back to Singapore without a passport. Had to get someone to Western Union money to me and go to the British consulate in Kuala Lumpur and tell them I lost my passport so I'd get a new one and back to Singapore. I still have no idea what happened as my mate says he left me at about 2am. Ooh, I don't know if any of you have ever ended up that situation, but damn, that sounds scary. And looking back, quite hilarious. Our next story is from Jumped Over the Lazy Dog. Friends say they know great beach we can camp on, secluded, out of the way, etc. Turns out it requires a two mile walk along a popular trail that starts in the city and then you do a mountain goat impression 200 feet down a clay cliff. I bring a cooler with eight litres of home brewed wine. Drinking, nakedness, drinking, marshmallow roasting, drinking, drinking, 5.30am, time to go home. Let me paint you a picture. My girlfriend is cute as ever, well put together, same as she always is. She's walking our dog, it's adorable, and behaving well and is petted by some 20-30 joggers and cyclists that pass by. Following closely behind a man who has obviously fallen on hard times. He's wearing only boxer briefs, an unbuttoned flecktarn German army jacket and boot on his left foot. 75% of him is caked in a thick layer of clay. He is struggling with a limp caused by wearing one boot and falling down the 200 foot tall embankment. Twice. He is balancing a very large cooler on his head as he is either grin or concussion but the clay makes it hard to tell. This man is me. From what I've been told, my only regret is that I was too hammered the next morning to remember the looks I was getting. One man began laughing hard, got off of his bicycle and shook my hand. 20 to 30 early morning joggers, cyclists saw an indecent zombie with a cooler on its head limping home. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I've never been that bad, I don't think. All right, next story. From Prosebe Fahos. Was hammered with three friends a few years back and got in a scrap with some random guys. Cops broke it up and told us if they saw us again that night, we'd be spending the night in jail. Went back to the bar street and got caught by the same cop who, sure enough, threw us all in the wagon. When we got to lock up, they had run out of cells. It was St. Paddy's Day. So they threw us all together in a communal cell with one other random dude. We all stripped naked and started beatboxing and dancing in the cell. And this random guy joined us like it was totally natural. In the morning, they let every single person out before processing us. When we finally got through, the two cops at the desk were kind of smirking. And then one of them just blurted out. So what was up with that homoerotic dance party last night, boys? The whole crew was watching you back here. Best $65 ticket I ever spent. That was some St. Paddy's Day. As an Irish girl, I, I applaud you. You sounds like you had a good St. Paddy's Day. Definitely never going to forget that one. All right. My next story is from the Tazoo. 
I was 16, getting hammered with a group of friends at the neighbourhood park in the middle of the night. Everyone was smoking weed, boozing, etc. The cops get called by a nearby resident. When they show up, everyone bolts. We seem to break up into groups like we had planned the shit. I immediately grab the hot chick in the group and tell her to follow me because I know the way. The way to where? I don't know, but she actually listens. However, a friend of mine also tags along. I lead her and my friend, we'll call him Willie and her Nilly, to an undisclosed location. We sit under a big pine tree, the kind where the bows drop and touch the ground, to stay out of sight. It was early fall and getting a little chilly. She's freaking out, but not too bad. It sobered us all up a little. Willie looks pissed because of giving Nilly a bunch of attention, making sure she's warm, bumming her a cigarette, you know. Courageous, drunken chivalry, we'll call it. Willie got so pissed that he decided to leave and try to find the others. I convinced Nilly we should stay and wait it out. We're talking quietly and finally starting to relax when I pull out a big fat ass spliff. I told her that Willie was probably going to draw the cops to him by walking around looking and we would most likely be safe. She agreed. Now let me clarify. I wasn't good looking or popular, but that night I had my A game going. The darkness was my wingman. Bottom line, we had sex, woke up and started dating. We dated for three years before she ended it. I'm now 29 years old and I still think of this as my Yahoo moment. Oh wow. That is one of the first times I've heard of good stuff happening from the cops being called. Congratulations at the th- Zoom. All right, next up. Uh, this is from a user whose account has now been deleted, so I, don't, I can't give them credit. I got wasted one night and stayed at a friend's house. On the bus home the next day, I was still pretty drunk, but also hungover too. The worst, most dangerous combination ever. The vibrations of the bus didn't help the situation. I suddenly felt the urge to spew, so I jumped up, and as I opened my mouth to ask the driver to stop, I vomited. Nay, I projectile vomited. All over an old lady who was sat in one of those seats that faced sideways. The foul odour was instantaneous. She looked utterly distraught. There were many people on the bus. Half of them gagged and a small child started crying. The driver stopped, in utter disbelief I assume. And I just pressed the emergency exit button and got the hell off. Luckily it was really heavily raining so the rain washed away most of the puke on me but I can't imagine the horrors that I left on that bus. I walked home quite a distance in the rain, and when I got home, I laughed. A lot. I'm a bad person, but that was so ridiculous I just had to. I'd love to see if that bus had CCTV on it. It was a good four years ago, though, so I'm confined to the fact I'll never see that footage of me violating an old woman. That poor old lady, oh my god. She definitely remembers that. Alright, next one. This story comes from Throw69627. It's a Friday night. My first year of college. My three roommates and I are in a medium-sized suite, one room on either side of a shared living area. It's my roommate's 21st birthday. Commence festivities. So the night begins. It's the four of us. Birthday boy's girlfriend and the girlfriend of one of my other roommates, whom I'll refer to as Sam and his girlfriend Jessica. At any rate, after far too many shots, we all get shithoused. Birthday boy retreats into our room with the girlfriend and locks the door, presumably to bang. After a bit, Sam and his girlfriend Jessica do the same for his side of the room. Now the fun begins. I'm left with my last remaining roommate. I'll call him John, playing drunken Smash Bros. Sure enough, I end up having to answer nature's call. My bladder ready to rupture and unleash boozy piss upon the floor, I bang on the nearest of our doors, screaming, it's an emergency, with no explanation. I received no response. I got the same outcome by trying the other door. I'd find out why later. My natural reaction was then, of course, to try one of the other rooms on our floor. Grabbing John, my last drunken comrade, I ventured into the hallway in my underwear and tested the door of the room across the hall. To my pleasure, it was unlocked. 
We did what we thought was tiptoeing, which in reality was most likely lots of stupid giggling and stomping, and I eventually found the bathroom and went in. I was in there for what John later told me was a couple of minutes. I was not prepared for the scene I encountered upon opening the door. Apparently, while aimlessly waiting outside the bathroom for me, John alerted one of the residents to our presence. At this point, it's around 3am. Tired and confused, he asked, why the fuck are you in our room? John had to think on his feet. He responded, just, just wait. In a minute, my roommate will come out of the bathroom and explain everything. So then I emerged from the bathroom, analysed the situation and proclaimed, dude, I'm sorry. Oh, the reels. Sorry, I had like 17 shots. Sorry. Then John and I stumbled out of the room while the confused and tired resident cursed us profusely. So we're back in my room, my bladder relieved. The doors to our rooms are still locked. Upset with this, I decided to bang on the door Sam and Jessica were behind. As far as I knew, they were still having ferocious, drunken sex, but I didn't care. Eventually, Jessica opened the door. She mumbled, we fucked up. I will never forget what I saw. On the bed behind her, Sam was vomiting his guts out. The comforter was literally destroyed. It looked like a fire hydrant had been opened in the room, except instead of water, it sprayed rancid regurgitation. I later found out that no sex happened. Instead, they shut the door, got on the bed, and immediately started throwing up. So at this point, Jessica laid on the ground on her back, a big no-no, and passed out. And I somehow managed to understand this was a bad thing and proceeded to keep her sitting up and talk to her to make sure she wasn't dying. Now, I feel at this point in the tale, it's important to note that Jessica is not an unattractive girl. She's pretty good looking, actually. So when we were sitting facing each other and she leaned forward and kissed me with a mouth that actually didn't taste like vomit, I was more than conflicted. Sam was either passed out or heaving to the point where his body just wouldn't accept any sensory input. So he did not see this happen. But after a second, my booze-filled mind made a Herculean effort of self-restraint, and I pushed her away from me. In a moment of immediate karma, Jessica turned to my right and projectile vomited all over the floor. I had done the right thing. The rest of the night was largely uneventful, save for me trying to clean up my friend's puke, until eventually succumbing to my body's urge to expel the toxins. After puking my brains out, I later found out birthday boy also missed out on drunken sex, closing the door and throwing up almost immediately. Oh, and apparently John crawled into Birthday Boy's bed at some point to fall asleep, only to be joined by a drunk out of his mind Birthday Boy who proceeded to straddle him and rub his beard on his neck, mistaking him for his own girlfriend. John became alerted to this before anything escalated and absconded. Summary, I broke into my neighbour's room to piss, got kissed by a roommate's girlfriend, but was rewarded with good karma by pushing her away and avoiding being covered in puke. Everyone got cock-blocked by their own puke and gay sex almost happened. Wow. Well, that is an eventful birthday. I don't think it worked out well for anyone. Maybe drink a little less next time. Yeah, that's all I can say to that. All right, on to the next story. This story comes from an account that has been deleted, so unfortunately no credit can be given. Halloween, about four years ago. My wife and I are out of town on vacation. A friend of ours lives about 50 miles north of where we're staying, so we make plans to meet up at his house and go out with him and his friends. So we drive up there and then we all pile into a few cars and drive about 20 miles to town. My wife and I just get plastered because we know we're not driving. We plan on staying the night at his house on the couch or floor. So we just went balls to the walls and drank way too much. Around midnight, we realise that we don't recognise anyone at the club we're at. We get kind of worried and search for my friend or anyone we recognise. We found one girl who was at the house with us and we ask her what's going on. She doesn't know either. I didn't have my phone, nor did my wife, because we didn't have pockets in our costumes. We leave the club and go bar hopping, looking for my friend. 
can't find him anywhere. Now it's about 2am. We're in the middle of nowhere. We have no money, no phone, and we don't know the area at all. We just start walking because we're still pretty drunk. We see like 100 people waiting at a bus stop. So we walk over there. But we recognise no one. We decide to get on the bus and just let it take us out of town towards where we came from. About an hour in, we're freaking out. Everyone on the bus is hammered or passed out. We get off the bus in the middle of nowhere and decide to walk. It's pitch black outside and freezing. We walk for about 15 minutes and, what the fuck do you know? We end up at our friend's house. Somehow, some way. It was a miracle. We pound on the door and he answers, drunk, laughing, having a great time. My wife punches him in the nuts as hard as she can. He topples over and starts puking. She grabs her first and we get in the car. We drove about 100 yards away and slept in the car until probably 6am. It was a terrible night and a horrible experience. Being lost with no money and no phone in a place you're unfamiliar with is pretty scary, especially at night, especially when everyone around you is too drunk to help out. I called my friend the next day and it turns out he'd left the club around 11pm and went home to fuck some chick. Apparently he bailed on everyone and took the big car we took to town and drove drunk. Needless to say, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, that's a rough story. Since it ended up okay for you guys, it is quite funny now looking back, but it's probably a good thing you're not friends with that guy anymore. He does not sound reliable. All right, on to the next story. This comes from Edgar. So last night I was so drunk. I gave the cab the wrong address when I was trying to get home from the bar. He ended up dropping me off like a mile away from where I lived. I walked around trying to get my bearings and slipped on the ice, re-breaking the frames of my glasses and hurting my knee. Eventually I reached what I thought was my entrance to my apartment and tried to get in, but none of my keys worked. I spoke to Cigarette and tried calling my roommate, but he didn't pick up. I looked for my car in the street and realised it was not there. I must be at the wrong place. A few minutes later I see a cop car driving up and they stop right in front of me. They ask, do you know where you are? And I said something along the lines of, honestly, officers, I'm really drunk. Can you please give me a ride home? They look at each other and kind of laughed and one of them said, I've been there before, man. Let me see your ID so I can run your information real quick. I gave them my ID and got in the back seat. I explained more about what happened as they ran my name on their computer. I came up clean, so they decided to give me a ride home. On the way there, we talked more, but the best part was when we got close and I told them it's a pain in the ass to get to because of one-way streets and the one driving looks back and says, are you kidding? Look at who you're talking to. He then flashed the lights and went down the wrong way on a one-way street. They dropped me off and told me to stay safe. I honestly felt like I was in super bad and thought they were awesome for not signing me or taking me to jail. That's a pretty good story. That's some nice police officers there. Might try that next time. All right, so on to our next story from Slobies. I got plastered at a downtown area with a couple of friends one Friday night. It was the start of my two-week vacation, so I decided, why the hell not? A few shots and beers later on the street, I was walking with one of my friends who at the time I had a huge crush on. We decided to mark our initials on the tree. Next thing you know, a cop came over and flashed his sirens on me. I'm one of those that will silver up no matter how drunk I am when in times of trouble and need. Cop had me sit on the sidewalk and started to question me. I was very cooperative and honestly told them what happened. A few more cop cruisers came by and got out to talk to the officer that I was talking to. They started cracking jokes and taking pictures of the tree. They were also making fun of me, while pointing at me. I was like, okay, what the fuck? I was quiet and only responded when asked to. I was honest and cooperative, although I was way drunk. Then the cop told me that he can take me to jail or give me a ticket. I opted to take the ticket. Good thing the girl I was with didn't get caught and I just took the blame. 
So overall, I got a ticket on the first day of my two-week vacation, got harassed and laughed at like a fool by the cops, got embarrassed in front of my crush and friends, ended the night early and had to go to court for public vandalism on public property for carving an initial on a tree. Second story. Fast forward a couple of months later, I was out drinking at a karaoke bar. I knew I didn't want to drive home drunk, so I decided to sleep in my backseat of my car and have my keys hidden in the trunk. Being a good guy, by not drinking and driving, since the closest hotel was like 10 minutes away, I fell asleep. A couple hours later, a cop knocked my window and told me to get out of my car. I complied and immediately they handcuffed me and threw me in the backseat of their cruiser. Next thing you know, two more cop cars arrive at the scene. They started to rip through my car without my permission and told me to unlock my phone right away. I was in a haze, but I cooperated, since at the time I had that public vandalism BS on my record, so I did all that was requested because I didn't want to give them any more reason to be in more shit. One officer started asking me if I knew this one person, and I said no. He started yelling at me and saying, stop protecting your friend, and threatened me. He started pulling like so many records on his computer in the car by going through my phone list. It was pretty cool, but I was scared at the time. One of the officers went all nice and explained there was a stabbing at the karaoke place I left and thought I was friends with the suspect. They let me go and didn't even apologise. I decided to not stay in the area and just leave. What bad luck. Being a good and cute guy will get you in trouble. As of today, I have nothing on my record and I'm working. Thanks for reading this long-ass post and the grammatical errors. <laughs> no worries about the grammatical errors. I don't know how I feel about the being a good and cute guy will get you in trouble. I don't think it had anything to do with that. But yeah, those coughs kind of sounded like dickheads. And that was quite a twist from our last story. Yes. So tip to all the listeners. Don't carve your name in a tree. And don't sleep in your car. All right, our next story is from metalhead underscore TX. Let me regale you with the story that most of my friends have come to learn as the tale of Vomit Beard. A few years ago, on a cold and very windy night, two of my friends and I decided to camp out at a lake to fish the following morning. One of my friends brought a two-cylinder cigar tube. One of the tubes was made to be a flask. He had finished the flask before we had even finished setting up camp. We decided to walk to the crappy house and fish for a while, before going to bed. The second friend had brought a handle of Evan Williams with us, which we took down to drink on while we fished. We tried fishing for about an hour, but it was very cold and windy, plus the fish just weren't biting. We made our way back to where we had set up camp and got a fire going. We sat around the campfire drinking cheap whiskey and smoking cigars for a few hours. We passed the bottle back and forth, but the friend who had the full flask earlier was drinking most of the bottle himself. After a few hours of drinking, we decided to call it a night and go to sleep. After probably 15 to 20 minutes of usual bullshitting in the tent, it finally grew silent. Then out of the silence, friend two and I heard the most disheartening noise of, ah, ah. We looked over and asked the other friend, are you doing okay? Last friend responded with, it's just fucking hiccups. Then rolled back over. I replied with, that doesn't sound like hiccups to me, guy. He then responded with a disgruntled request. How about a hand job? After a few more minutes of laughing and making fun of him, he fell back asleep. Then, though the gusts of wind bashing the sides of the tent like the waves crashing against the side of a cliff, we could hear the sounds of unconscious dry heaves. The second friend and I were wide awake. I asked the flask friend, do I need to unzip the tent? His response was a distraught, maybe. I knew by the sound of his voice, I would only have seconds to react. I unzipped the tent with all my might and rushed out of the tent with my sleeping bag in hand just in time to turn around and see a geezer of vomit spew from his face 
and hid the top of the tent. My poor comrade was in the side room of the tent and had a little room for escape. Last friend recalled that he looked like a wounded polar bear trying to escape from the tent, pawing on all fours for his life. Once the vomit fest had ended, Flask Friend, which will now be referred to as Vomit Beard, had covered the brand new sweater his girlfriend had brought him in a mixture of cheap whiskey and remnants of Dairy Queen we had for dinner. Vomit had clinged to Vomit Beard's stubble, which is how he is now known as Vomit Beard, but the story does not end there. No. We tried to convince him to come out of the tent to clean up and change his shirt. To this he responded with, no, it will be fine, and proceeded to wipe his face off with the inside of a sleeping bag, roll over in it and pass back out. The other friend and I decided it would be best to sleep in the truck. We zipped up the tent and proceeded to try to sleep in the cold-ass car. We could not fall asleep as it was so cold. We spent hours that night bitching about vomit beard. About three hours later, 4am or so, we heard the most horrible sounding retching we had ever heard coming from the tent. Vomit beard had just his head hanging out of the front of the tent, continuing to empty whatever he had left in his stomach. The other friends asked, should we check on him? To which I replied, no, fuck him. Well, he checked on him anyway, and he was fine. We both got back in the vehicle to try to get a little sleep, so maybe we could salvage the trip and fish some in the morning. When we awoke, Bombard thought we were messing with the tent because he was hungover, but it had only been the wind, which had gotten worse. We set up another campfire to cook breakfast. Breakfast took us over three hours to cook since the wind was so bad. The fire was not getting the pan hot enough, we took a full pound of bacon, a dozen eggs and hash browns for the three of us. While we were cooking, Vomit Beard was completely huddled over in his chair with his hat and sunglasses on, weekend at Bernie style. It was probably the greasiest breakfast we had ever cooked, but it did help with his hangover. Tent smelled of vomit, the wind was so bad we couldn't cast out into the lake, the trip was ruined and the fishing didn't even really happen. But at least I have this story now. And that is the tale of Vomit Beard. Poor Vomit Beard. Damn, that does not sound like a good trip. I'm sorry, guys, but it's a pretty funny story. Just glad it wasn't me on that trip. Anyway, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Boozy Traveller Show. I hope you got a bit of a laugh out of some of these stories, and I will talk to you next time. Bye!